0: Welcome to From Chaos to Peace with Connie. My name is Connie Graf and I am your host. I'm here to explore with you, often solo and sometimes with a guest, how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life and business. In every episode, I want to make you aware how clutter is so much more than you think, and why I say that clearing your clutter is self love. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 182. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. And please subscribe and follow my podcast if you haven't done so yet. This way, you never miss an episode. And then share the episodes with your family and friends, because if you find value in what I'm talking about, they will too. Today, I welcome Amanda Kate to the podcast. Amanda is a self-mastery facilitator, trained in kine- kinesiology, I can't say it, and archetypal life coaching and the author of Divine Messy Human, a Spiritual Guide to prioritizing internal truth, our external influence. And Amanda and I would talk about what self-mastery is and what it isn't, what the current paradigm of self-mastery is and how she flips it, the difference between self-mastery and perfectionism and how messy and human doesn't mean cluttered and chaotic the physical signs that we are not tapping into our own truth and how we can prioritize our inner truth over the external influence from the past and the present. And also how we can bring more spirituality not only into our lives, but also our businesses to be more productive and so much more. It was such an awesome conversation. We're talking a little bit about spiritual clutter, mental clutter, emotional clutter. So, without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Amanda Kate. We start when you're ready. Awesome!
1: Thank okay. you so much for having me today, Connie.
0: <laughs> yeah, so nice to have you. It was a long time coming. So. Um, Very excited you're here. Let's start by telling my audience where in the world you're located and then Mm -hmm. also tell us one quirky thing about you that has nothing to do with what we're talking afterwards.
1: Yeah, so um, I am from Melbourne, Australia. Goodness, one quirky thing. I have so many quirky things.
0: Good. (laughs) I have so, so many. Love it.
1: Oh, my goodness, which one do I pick? It's like a veritable menu. Um, I do have a bit of an offbeat sense of humour. Sarcasm. Well, it used to be sarcasm, but I think I've moved away from sarcasm now because Mm -hmm. it is that lowest form of humour. I just see things, and my partner often is just in stitches because he's like, you're so quick with that, you know. (laughs) But it just might be something I observe or... Just little things that come out, which I like I say, it not everyone finds it very funny because it is a bit quirky, but yeah. yeah. Luckily my partner thinks it's hilarious. So <laughs> I'm in luck.
0: <laughs> well, you you look at the bright side, right? Yeah. <laughs> <You> just...
1: <laughs> well, as we were talking about before we started recording, there's there's Sometimes we need to know that there's a bright side to navigate the paths we've navigated. So you know, yeah. a good sense of humor and a sick sense of humor, and an offbeat sense of humor really bloody helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, laughing is is um, healing, right? Yeah. So even if we can laugh about ourselves, or we can laugh about quirky humor or something, it, it heals, right? Oh. And it also releases some some of the stuck energy probably that you have in it that doesn't really positively contribute to whatever you're sarcastically or not sarcastically laugh about. So Yeah, yeah. Yep,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you're not here to talk about your quirky sense of humor. We can. <laughs> we can. It, it may we'll,
1: we'll drop it through. itself
0: back in. But actually, um, what we wanted to talk about was um, self mastery. So I wanna so you say, and I read this here, so I don't mess it up, you say that you are a self mastery facilitator who flips the current paradigm on what it means to be a self. To be a master of self, that's how you say it. So I want to hear more about it. What do you say is the current paradigm and how are you flipping it?
1: I think there's so many um, ideas of what it means to be spiritual, ideas of what it means to be enlightened, and ideas of what it means to be, you know, living in this world as a spiritual being. And it is things like that love and light, you know, yeah. All these people out there who are talking love and light, you know what, if you don't integrate your shadows, if you don't love the lessons in those mm-hmm. shadows, if you don't learn to harmonise them and have them sit in the fold, then your unresourceful behaviours are always going to be present. And they're not just going to be present, they're going to be kicking up dust everywhere you go. Mm. So, you know, that is one of them that I talk about. The other thing is people expect self-mastery to mean perfection. And perfection doesn't exist. We are humans and we are Mm -hmm. messy as hell. Mm -hmm. We are so messy. We get stressed. We don't sleep enough. We get tired. We have, you know, sometimes limited energy in this physical human body Mm -hmm. and, and things happen. Things get thrown up. The idea is not perfection. We're not always going to be love and light and harmony and peaceful and all the rest of it. It's how do we deal with ourselves when the shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. and, you know, literally we're face down in the mark with no one else around to help us. Yeah. When we are left with the bare bones of who and what we are, the truth of that, light and dark and everything in between, Mm-hmm. And how do we still pick ourselves up and see the next day and choose to have kindness and compassion for ourselves yeah. within our unresourceful behaviors?
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what I mean by self-mastery. It is accepting all of us, every single bit. Because we all have the truth of our being, which is pure light and love and God source and wonder. And we are human, we have free will, which comes from the ego, which is programmed by everything we've done before, by all of our choices, by our parents, our grandparents, you know, our our lineage is programmed by society. Hmm. If we want to do a different life, we need to be learning how to choose at a quantum level. Rather than at a human level, so -hmm. we need to be able to tap into divine will, not just free will. And so again, it's looking at those different paradigm flips as well. We're not looking at enlightenment, so to speak, but every time we clear trauma from our body, we are becoming lighter. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are enlightening. Mm
0: -hmm. It doesn't
1: mean we're going to hit enlightenment.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We are enlightening. And I I forgot now where I read it, but some maybe it was in michael singer's books somewhere um he said that enlightenment is misunderstood too because we think that we're then just this blissful being floating uh, three feet off the ground Mm. all day long 24 7 which is not true enlightenment is when you have these moments of enlightenment when you're having these ahas and then we're all back on this in this kind of dense 3d world where we have to then function right and but we can take that moment of enlightenment and incorporate into our life and see
1: how we can make that better here and Mm. um yeah so and so many people only talk about the ascension frequencies they only talk about that we're moving into a 5d frequency and we're moving into but we have chosen to incarnate in a 3d reality yeah We need to anchor here first, then we can go up and get the wisdom from the 5D and bring it down and incarnate that in the 3D. And if we can do that, we are powerful creative beings Mm -hmm. and we can then raise our coherence, our vibrational frequency Mm -hmm. to be able to deal with this 3D density in a better way that impacts people around us in a lighter way mm-hmm. we can bring it in but those people who just go up to the 5d that's fun don't get me wrong it may it feels amazing to do that but if we're not grounded and anchored in this reality we're actually not doing the work we need to do
0: yeah it's, it's kind of like isn't that what they're calling a spiritual bypassing in yeah. what you do, right you're yeah. just I don't want to deal with this down here. I just go, up yeah. there, but that's not, um, that's, that's not being enlightened at all. <laughs> and it's actually not the solution. It's, it's, but I think it's a little bit of a, a result of how we're living this fast paced life now that we all just think and we just talked that before we started the recording, right, that we're all a, we're most likely not very patient ourselves. And then The whole world is kind of telling you, like Amazon delivery, I click the button now and half an hour later it's at my doorstep, kind of thing. Yeah, and that's not how this works. And oftentimes I feel it's um, we're we're um, James Wedmore I think calls it put whipped cream on on horse shit or something like that. It's it's literally like (laughs) you're 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 not working or or dealing with the real root cause you're escaping and (laughs) it's like when people who I help with physical clutter just put everything somewhere in their closet and then close the door and oh damn nobody is allowed to open the closet door (laughs) because it all falls out
1: Right, And that's what we get like within our subconscious. We're trying to shove so much down and deny yeah. all these parts of ourselves and pretend that they don't exist and trying to, you know, I always say that my, my past life in my marriage I was papering over the facades, mm-hmm. the cracks in our facade all the time so that the external world would see this great marriage and this great partnership and all the rest of it. And I did an amazing job of that because I was able to hide all of what was going on behind closed doors, all of the trauma, all of the abuse, all of, all of Mm -hmm. that stuff was hidden. So when I ended the marriage, everyone was shocked. They thought I was, I had mental, you know, health issues. And that was, that story was probably exacerbated from somewhere. Um, But because I'd done such a good job of papering over all the cracks that were in our marriage and the toxicity Mm -hmm. that was there yet, we are all messy. We Mm -hmm. all have cracks in our facade. We are not perfect. You know, we've been around the block a few times. We've picked up some pretty unresourceful behaviors, me included. Mm -hmm. The idea is that this true transformation, it does bring you to your knees at times. Mm -hmm. And if I honestly think if you're not getting to your knees at times, you're not actually going deep enough. This last few years has completely and utterly done And I'm not saying it'll do it all the time, but there are things we have to realise about ourselves that are a bit of a, it's like a, ooh, I actually do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When we're not in denial about the truth of what and who we are.
0: Yeah.
1: When we can accept it fully and not bypass that, go through it. Yeah, it can be really uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I've got to own that. I've really got to own that yeah. <laughs> and then we can move through and with that owning of it comes this acceptance and comes less resistance to it and comes mm. this kindness for that part of us because the reason it's there is it's tried to keep us safe at some point yeah. or it's worked at some point yeah that's what yeah, we do it.
0: And, and I think and I think we're also conditioned a bit that way. No, like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but where I grew up, my mother said a lot and bless her. She, I mean, it's not her fault, but she said, a lot, oh, what would the neighbors think? So oh, yeah. I grew up with this, oh my God, the neighbors are not allowed to know anything other than this beautiful, slick, yeah facade whatever you know and and i'm sure she was not the only one so because Mm -hmm. you're one of the things that you're saying and i think yeah that's even the subtitle of your book that is um like prioritizing our internal true truth over the external influence and when you're like growing up which we all do in a society that basically tells us that it's not okay to be not be perfect and they're not saying it that way of course <laughs> they're saying yeah. it different in all kinds of sneaky little ways mm. and i struggled so much with perfectionism um and as hard sometimes aging is it also helps and I always chuckled when I was younger yeah yeah when they said oh when you get older you become not just wiser but also kinder and and Mm. more compassionate but it's totally true because you learn like oh okay well (laughs) it doesn't help to beat myself up it does it literally doesn't help with anything not with the enlightenment part nor with the 3d part so yeah
1: yeah a hundred percent and i think that's it you know we are trained if you think about from the very moment where we're born we have our parents that we go to i need help we go to teachers we go to doctors we go Mm -hmm. to everybody we go to is outside ourselves now we have to do that as children because Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. able to cope with the big wide world, but nobody sits us down in our teens and then trains us to go within for our answers before we go outside ourselves because they've not been trained that way. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, without this training, we're pushed out into the world and now you're an adult go fly and it's like, well, hang on. So we still defer outside ourselves. What does our boss think? What do these people think? What does this, what is society telling us? And you look at marketing. What is marketing? Marketing is you'll be fine once you buy this car or you'll be fine once you use this face cream or you'll be fine once. It's all about comparison and competition and power over structures rather than that power with the power to understanding that the rising tide raises all of the boats and that we don't need to pull other people off the ladder so we can get one rung up. There's enough rungs on the ladder for all of us because not all of us want to do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. yeah
0: yeah so so i i wonder you probably talk about that in your book Mm. but so how do we even prioritize then our inner truth when we're so conditioned to listen to the outer influence are there any like i mean we we're we're aware of it that probably helps a big big thing already Mm. so but but i noticed that too so just this morning um i was listening to my intuition and uh, over some rationality Hmm. and um I'm not going to go into details but it just like it turned out just half an hour later that my intuition was right but it could have so easily been that I would have just over it and say oh no that's kind of silly so Hmm. I shouldn't like we have these voices inside so how can we actually train ourselves so you talk in your book about your journey how you got to um, prioritize your inner truth more over the outside influence?
1: Yes and no. There is some of my story in the book. It's more about uh, I go into a bit of the psychology. I go into Mm -hmm. a bit of, you know, the science behind it. I go into the energetics behind it. And I bring in the best story for, you know, whether it be my clients or my own um, to really illustrate those points Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's... It is a practice and it is a time thing. You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden your intuition is firing on all cylinders and it's mm-hmm. like this beautifully honed muscle. When we first start working with our intuition, because we have shouted over it most of our life, oh. it's like an atrophied muscle. We don't go into the gym and, yeah. you know, lift a couple of weights and you walk out after the first day looking like Arnie. You, you know, it takes time and it's the same with our intuition. We've got to practice with it. And so I suggest that we practice with small things first. You know, do I want a cup of tea or a cup of coffee make -hmm. yourself the other one and see how you feel Mm -hmm. but it's listening to that first answer and I say that that was the hardest thing I had to do when I started on my you know practitioner journey was speaking before I think because the speaking before I think is the intuition Mm -hmm. the thinking is my logical mind and the logical mind only knows what it's done before it yeah. only knows all of the past, all of our conditioning, all of all of that mm-hmm. stuff that we've previously experienced. It doesn't know anything new. Yeah. And
0: isn't it we funny do. how I grew up and I was always told, think before you speak. Yeah. That's how I grew yeah. up too, right? And you're so right. Whatever wants to come out in the in the in the moment is yeah. your truth, right? And then yep you stop yourself or i i do i can't speak for right. everyone. i do because that's what was taught was i, I was yeah. told constantly think before you speak
1: yeah and yeah yeah and you know when i used to speak before i thought i would get ridiculed for it because mm-hmm. i would come out with those really you know the childlike i remember sitting in a restaurant one day and i was watching the waves and i didn't even realize i said it out loud i'm like If I was going to be a wave, I'd be a really big one. Mm -hmm. And all of the people around the table, rather than go, isn't that sweet? You know, the child's in a daydream. It was all, I got teased about it for years. Mm. I got ridiculed for it. And Mm -hmm. I'm going, hang on a minute. I actually, and nowadays, especially, I'm like, I think that's actually a really decent thing to say. I would be a big wave if I was going to be a wave. Because then I get to do all the crashing and I get, people get to surf on me. And wouldn't that be fun? Mm -hmm. You know? But for some reason, it wasn't the socially acceptable thing to say. So rather than accept it as being this, you know, daydreaming child, it's a it's seen as a, a flaw and a negativity. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to shuttle that magic down mm-hmm. very quickly yeah. because I didn't want the ridicule and the shame. And so being able to open that side back up as well is, you know, looking at the magic, looking at the mystery, okay, I don't always say it all out loud, but I certainly say a lot more of it out loud than I ever did before. Yeah.
0: And I think times are changing a bit too. So it's Mm. a little bit less, um, like, we're all a bit more aware, or at least part (laughs) of the, like, we're more aware, or maybe we're just being in those circles. (laughs) I don't know. But I I do feel like it is more accepted um because I was hiding way more about me and my truth in younger years than I do now. And um but yeah I'm still very selective actually when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm still very selective where I say it and where not. So yeah. what I'm wondering is um because we just in our previous conversation before we start the recording we were talking about some physical impact so I was wondering Mm. are there any physical signs that we could pay attention to when we're not speaking our truth or listening to our intuition
1: oh 100 percent. look I think what is our natural state as human beings our god-given state is expansion it is joy it is peace it is Mm -hmm. oh it's that it's that sigh <laughs> that I just made. It's, we feel at home in our body.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: we are going against our soul, when we are going against our intuition, it is contractive. It is stuck. It is fear based. It is, it's heavy. And mm-hmm. even when I'm saying it, I can feel that contractive energy. It feels mm-hmm. dense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's our guidepost. Yeah. Most of my life before this, when it did feel expanded, funnily enough, I would get teased and ridiculed for it and be told I was too sensitive and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. My world was super dense, so dense that I got really, really sick because of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Now when we can tap into that expanded state, so I have literally just relaunched my business yesterday, just before speaking to you, in fact, and I remember sending you all the stuff last yeah, night yeah, to go, you, you, me, know, you go I've just, like, I've just oh done a given. <laughs> but I have just been through one of those really well it's been almost two years now I changed my top value to self-mastery and it has been a road of trials I have been (laughs) literally on my knees screaming for God to take me home more Mm. than once Mm. and I even with all of the stuff I've been through before I never actually got to that point Mm-hmm. I I had some ideations, but I never got to the point of actually wanting to not be on this plane anymore. Mm-hmm. And the reason was I'd chosen that value of self-mastery. How else are you going to learn to master yourself unless you are given some trials mm-hmm. through which to do it? Yeah. Now I thought I'd done all my trials. <laughs> <Are> <laughs> and we that errors? I was <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not always done with them. And so But through all of it, even in those on-my-knees moments, there has been this deep knowingness, I'm not done yet. I just need to navigate this. I just need to hold on for dear life and white-knuckle this and just hold on. Or surrender and see where
0: it goes. But
1: that is the moment of surrender. That is exactly the moment of surrender where you feel that deep peace that deep knowingness and that deep sense of just handing it over to the divine Mm. to go, I am doing all I can in this human realm. I need your guidance.
0: Mm.
1: Just show me the way. And it was there have been many, many, many of those moments. Show me what to do. Just show Mm. me the way. Show me the path. Mm. And in that that contraction opens and it becomes freer. And so this is where I also talk about aligned bravery because when we are stepping into the newness, of course our ego, our inner children, our inner teenagers, our younger parts of self that have been conditioned to not want to do that, Mm -hmm. they will speak up with fear. Mm -hmm. And that's all this contractive stuff. Now, when we listen to them, when we talk with them, when we work out why they're afraid and all of that, we can go, I understand. And you know what? I'm still going to do this Mm -hmm. because it's in alignment with our soul and we can feel that because we've got this pull towards it, Mm -hmm. even when it doesn't make sense, even when it feels scary. But it's saying to all of those parts of us, it's going to be okay. I'm the adult now. Mm. And I c- I'm not going to do anything that's going to harm you.
0: Yeah.
1: And then taking that leap or even just taking that next step towards what we want to go to. But you know when your soul is in alignment because there isn't that same contraction. There isn't that same pulling in of that energy. There isn't the same density. Mm. What I what I find tricky is because we're so
0: used to this denseness, to yeah. this. This um, restriction, like that, was, yes. and I probably no, not just probably. I still struggle with that at times. So yeah, we're so used to it that mm. this is the familiar part. It's like when I help my clients too; they're so used to their clutter, and I don't only help with physical clutter, but with mm. all. They're so used to that situation. And we humans are amazing. We can adjust and adapt to so many situations, whether they're healthy or not. Right. But so then that, that's the familiar one and, mm. and anything that is not so dense and restrictive feels unfamiliar and scary. And so yes. this is sometimes really the hard part, um, yeah. to actually understand that this is how I'm aligned with my soul. Mm. But it's it feels unfamiliar. It feels scary, right? Because the other one is so much more how we're used to, uh, especially yeah. like with all the
1: conditioning
0: from the outside. Yeah.
1: And that's why a lot of people leave their healing path mm-hmm. because they start to feel free and they go, "Oh, I don't know that I like this," and they go yeah. back. Yeah. And until you're ready to step into that freedom. And those new levels of abundance. And people say that they're happy to step into abundance, but so many people don't recognize that they are abundance. Their energy is abundance. Their birthright is abundance. They come into this world abundant. Mm -hmm. But often people will leave the healing journey. Because they start to feel this freedom and it's almost like I've got too many choices, quick, go back. (laughs) And You see them shrinking back into their old life and I always feel so sad when it happens and also Mm -hmm. I know that's their journey, that's their choice. Yeah. But it's usually coming from free will choice, not divine choice. Mm -hmm. Well, ego. It's coming from the human. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: that's Mm -hmm. our free will is that human egoic aspect. Mm Mm-hmm not that divinity Mm -hmm. and once we've got that beautiful separation and we understand the difference between the two and of course it takes time we need to do a lot of subconscious reprogramming to get to that point but if you're willing to put in the work and program that subconscious differently Mm -hmm. oh it is incredible what you can do and how things just start to fall into place Mm -hmm. how easily okay i'll give you a story it only happened last weekend all last week, I was just saying to the universe, okay, show me all the different ways that money can come to me. Mm -hmm. Because I know there's more than one. And we go and walk the dog really early on the beach. So we rocked up at my supermarket. Pretty much there were maybe two or three cars in the car park, like it had just opened early Saturday morning. As I'm driving out we popped in to grab some stuff for breakfast because i always make sure that everyone else has food at home but my dietary requirements mean i eat differently and we don't always have food for me we often have ingredients just not food and i was in one of those moods that i needed food not just ingredients so anyway we've pulled into the supermarket as we've as i've started to drive out i've gone um my partner's going what's going on and he's looking at the dog in the back is there something wrong i've opened my car i've stopped the car Opened my car door there was 220 dollars
0: oh wow. in the
1: car park there were no cars around
0: uh-huh. it was
1: wet underneath the money as well as on top of the money it had clearly been there all night it was dry around the money though so obviously it had been dropped when it was raining yeah nobody around i'm like thank you very much angels that will just do me fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and it came it literally came out of nowhere. But these are the things I've been asking for. Okay, show me some interesting ways. And again, that's the sort of humor that my team has. Okay, you want some money here. I'll throw some money on a sidewalk for you and <laughs> or in a car park for you and see if you notice it. Yeah. 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 But when we want the magic, when we start looking for the magic, when we train ourselves to look for the magic, mm-hmm. it comes in so many different ways. And it's not just money. If I walk and think about all those moments that I literally want for nothing, every morning on the beach I take note of when, you know, I'm throwing the ball for my dog, I've got my hot chai in my hand, and I literally in those moments want for nothing. Mm. I am in that place of true abundance. Mm -hmm. And I key into them wherever I feel them. I yeah. had a co-working day with a girlfriend only a couple of weeks ago, and then the following night, her and her husband came over for dinner. And in those moments, I was going, "I literally want for nothing. I have everything I need right now." Mm. That's beautiful. And the more we can tap into those moments, guess what? The more we get them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when and the focus more they present, along, that's where the energy goes, right? Yeah, you come with this. What everybody throws around too, which yeah. is true, right? Yeah. yeah. So what what I'm wondering now, you just said you revamped your whole whole business and everything, so that got me thinking too. Is like, how can we bring this more into business? Like less less this hustling and less this um, um pushing, and more bringing this in, like this spiritual part or this intuition part into our working environment, um,
1: with our clients or with ourselves too. I think for those people who are separating business and spirituality, (laughs) they're not bringing their whole self to the table
0: yeah
1: and this is the difference if we tap into that spiritual nature the only thing we are doing is recognizing the wonder and awe in our clients the beauty of them the humanity of them and whether that be with us in corporate whether that be us in our own business whether that be entrepreneurial or solopreneur or all those other Mm -hmm. words that they throw around it doesn't matter if we can bring our whole self to the business If we can bring everything that we are, we are going to be more kind, more compassionate, more loving, more caring, more understanding, more accepting. Mm -hmm. And we are going to listen more deeply Mm -hmm. to what people are needing, wanting, desiring, what we can therefore do to serve them, Mm -hmm. how we can connect with them in a way that is meaningful for them. That's powerful. Mm. And a lot of big corporations don't have that. They are—they will put profits over people, time mm. and time and time again. And we're seeing that, you know, for example, with the cost of living rise at the moment, it's profits over people because you can guarantee those supermarkets are not sending less to their shareholders,
0: mm. but they're
1: charging us more for the privilege, yeah. you know. And guess who's suffering? It's the people in already hardship. Yeah. who are now having to cut back on what they're eating or get rid of the quality of their food or whatever it is. But you can guarantee the people who are running the companies, the supermarkets, are not suffering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we need to move from this idea of profits over people to people. Yeah. And the profits will come because the universe is abundant. And mm-hmm. the more we honour other people, the more we honour ourselves the more that will naturally come because we are in alignment and attunement with the universal frequencies of love, of abundance, of harmony, of all of that. Mm. And if we can align those things, there is nothing that we can't do, Mm. which is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to my mind is also it's like it's not just profit over people, it's also profit over over earth over yeah the resources yeah. over it's just yeah. take 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 because yeah. i'm 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 involved in some um um food sa- uh, food waste savings so mm. and this is the crazy part the the, the prices skyrocket here in mm. canada too yeah and at the same time every week i see how much they just chuck out and throw out yeah. at waste food waste. Mm while people are hungry or people can't afford the food and they'd rather throw it out than like giving it yeah. so this is this is the crazy part and it's just this this um culture of taking advantage of it almost mm-hmm. like taking advantage of the resources of earth yeah. taking, producing also too much just producing so Mm. much hoping you can sell it all and then rather than giving it away which is rather throw it in the landfill then it's this whole whole um culture that we're kind of surrounded with and and then if that's i think too how we start to push ourselves too much and and are not Mm. graceful or or self-compassionate with ourselves because it's not
1: it's because the how, message is produce more, yeah. produce more, produce more, produce more. Yeah, produce yeah more.
0: exactly, exactly. And
1: it's never enough. Produce more enough.
0: without consideration for yeah. whatever and just make Earth your slave or whatever you want to, yeah. like, whatever the wording is yeah. around it, just take, take, take instead of having it, like, because nature would be abundance, but but we don't even recognize the abundance that Earth has. We're kind of yeah. abusing it and and going wrong we would get way more from it if we would recognize the abundance rather than what we're doing right now right so
1: a hundred percent absolutely and i think but i also think that's where though that groundswell is happening it's just we're not at tipping point yet we just need more people on the journey who are respecting nature who are respecting people who are respecting the earth and that abundance and who aren't raping and pillaging for what they can get. Yeah. Because it is. It's like that, you know, let's just come in. And and a lot of that came from when we separated God from mm. us. We took him out of us and put him up in the sky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had to go through intermediaries of priests and Jesus and all yeah. of this to actually get to God. We are God. Mm. We have that God source within us. Mm and as we start to recognize that we recognize our connection to everything we recognize our connection to the earth we recognize that we are all one and if we are damaging ourselves we are damaging the earth and if we are damaging the earth we are damaging ourselves mm-hmm. and we are damaging other humans and mm-hmm. the more that we can tap into that the more we step more lightly with the footsteps that we we take mm-hmm. and it does make a big difference
0: yeah mm yeah I have hope because we're um it it has yeah there is always hope from below it will not we can't wait (laughs) for these big corporations to change it has to come from below I always say too is like we as consumers no matter whether it's food or whatever we consume we have the power we Mm. if we become aware and conscious we can make different decisions And they will have to adjust these so-called yeah. corporations or whatever it is. They will have
1: to well, adjust. Well, think about those corporations as the biggest ships in the ocean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it be airline carriers or whatever. Now, if they're travelling at full speed and they've mm-hmm. got to then stop and turn around 180 yeah. degrees and go in the opposite direction, how long does that take?
0: Now, that takes a long time. If
1: we're it? in our little, you know, our little G-boat. tinnies, <laughs> It doesn't take long we can turn yeah. on a dime yeah and yeah. we can change directions so much faster so we are the ones who have to lead the way yeah. because from the small business from the micro businesses from the small businesses then the medium businesses start going hang on these people are doing this and it's working mm-hmm. the big corporations have no choice yeah they have to come with us They will reach a tipping point because there's actually no other way it's all written in the stars if we believe in astrology which i certainly do it's all written there and we're following it anyway so we can go kicking or screaming or we can make some changes which to yeah. be fair i've been kicking and screaming in a few of those as well but yeah. you know
0: I think it's I been worth the kicking and screaming <laughs> there is probably a, a place for kicking and screaming uh, screaming oh yeah. we <laughs> learn something from it but i think um eventually, it's the easier way to not kick and scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Something else. So, um, yeah, I want to be mindful of the time. So um, yes. <laughs> let's, let's, um, let's figure this one out. So what is your What is your suggestion where people can start? Like they could, of course, find you. You can Mm. talk a little bit about where they can find you and all that, but maybe people are not 100% ready yet to find Mm. you. So where could they start? What would be one tip that you would give?
1: The first thing I always say to people is just wherever possible, stop and notice your breath. Mm. Slow down. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is four deep belly breaths and you can change your body physiology from being in fight and flight to being in rest, repair and digest. You can reactivate your parasympathetic nervous system with four deep breaths. Yeah. That's less than a minute. Yeah. And in that we become present because if we're concentrating on our breath, we're back in our body, we are embodied. And then we can read, okay, what's my next step or mm-hmm. what's in my highest good right now? Yeah. What's, like what that. do I need to do to move forward? It's so simple and I think this is the premise of what I do. It's not about teaching. You know, if I did all the spiritual practices that I know, I wouldn't have time to eat, sleep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, have all of my, and that's fine if you're a monk on a mountaintop and that's your life, mm. but we're living in the real world. Mm. And so what it is is about slowing down and breathing simplifying whatever we can simplifying our spiritual practices Mm. you know i do some of my spiritual practices in the shower because Mm. i have a shower every day so why not you know do some at the same time so there's all of these things that we're able to do that actually make our spirituality very accessible Mm -hmm. and easy and also it's It doesn't feel like a chore because we're not having to carve out an hour to sit on our mat and meditate. Now, sometimes that is really nice. But I can't tell you, I probably can tell you, it's probably zero times in the last 12 months have I sat on my mat for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do it through the day. Mm. I do little bits of connecting in. I'm always talking to my guides. I actually do a lot less meditation now than when I started out because I'm always dropping in and out of it and mm-hmm. so i'm probably yeah. actually doing more but you know in terms of that sit down and, and, do. and i totally
0: get that because that's what i always say is like when i help people like create their supportive environment rather than the, the mm. sabotaging one i always say like a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away and it's yeah it's not, you don't have to carve out a weekend to to no no do something. You don't have to carve out an hour. It's so much more sustainable too. If you do a little bit here, a yeah. little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. And then you get into this um you you eventually you're doing it so naturally that and that's where yeah. we want to get to, right? Yeah. So yeah, so that's why I like yeah. your your
1: suggestion a lot. That mm. that makes so much sense. Yeah. Simplify, simplify, simplify. You know what? If it was complicated, you just you yeah. put it in the too hard basket and you don't do it. And let's exactly. face it, we need to do this work. It's yeah. really necessary and it changes your life. Mm. Yeah. So t- tell us
0: a little bit, where can people find you? You just revamped your business. Yeah. So where do they find you? Where you <laughs> so, want to connect with them if they do find you?
1: Yeah, so it's at amandacate.com.au and all of my social links are in the top bar, so super easy to find.
0: Mm, Awesome, awesome. So last question before we wrap up, what's your definition of
1: self-love? Self-love is just being kind to yourself. It's accepting that you are going to be unresourceful at times. You are going to be swimming in the darkness. And it's being able to love yourself even in those moments. And Mm -hmm. that does take practice. It does take work. It does take reminding yourself. Mm. But if you start with the question, what age did your children become unlovable? Most of my clients go, they never did. So I then go, so what age did you? Because all adults think they're unlovable. Yeah. Now, that can be a very confronting question for people, but it does help them realize the magnitude. They never became unlovable. They've always been lovable. They've always been worthy. They've always been enough we just believe we have stories we have conditioning that tell us we're not mm. as soon as we can start to shine light on those stories it all starts to become so much easier
0: yeah beautiful thank you so much amanda for taking the time sharing your wisdom with us um i could talk about yes. those things forever but
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know the feeling i know here. the feeling. it was
0: beautiful yes. thank
1: you so much lots of love thank you so much
0: If you enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to go on a journey from chaos to peace in your home, office, and finances with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to ConnieGraph.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com to schedule your own personal Clutter to Clarity chat. And we will see if working together is a great fit. That is conigraph.com. Theonnygraf.com.